Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are so thankful that you're participating with us today. Today's conversation is called Doubting Thomas 2020. Enjoy. Let's all answer this question together. How was your week? Enjoy. So I hope you had some great conversation time in that first question. And I hope that you're ready for the amazing, the beautiful, the powerful Brittany Beans Barron. Hello, everyone. Great job, Frankie. Uh, Waiting everyone set up. It's me, Beans, Britt, I don't know what you call me. I'm here with another LaCroix, and this week I'm not doing announcements, so I hope they were good. Frankie, I hope you lived up to the announcement standard that has been set before you. Okay, so let's have a little conversation this morning. I am excited to be here virtually with you all, um, coming to you from my office, from my house where I have been for I don't know how long. I don't know if it's week two of quarantine. It might be week 13 of quarantine. I'm not keeping track because that feels sad. So I'm just enjoying it and I'm here in my house and we're gonna make the most of it. So this week, I wanna have a little conversation about feelings because I'm preaching and not Corey, which means we're gonna talk about feelings. So that's, you have that to look forward to. Oh, what's that? People just left the live stream? It's okay. It's fine. For those of you who are still here, let's feel it out. Um, I'm going to look at, or we're going to look together, a passage of scripture this morning, famously titled the passage about doubting Thomas. So if you grew up in the church, you know about my dude Thomas, you know how he was treated and talked about, um, and we're going to read this passage of scripture about him. This is his famous moment in time. And we are, I am pulling it up. I need a slide. Nope. Okay. Here we go. We're in John 20, 24. So it goes like this. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Didymus. It's fascinating that they got Thomas from that. Um, One of the 12, one of the 12, I'm just making, I'm just adding stuff to the Bible right now. It's fine because I'm not, you can't see the words on the screen. Um, Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So this is post-resurrection, post-Jesus coming back. This is after all that has happened. Was not with the, uh, the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Through the doors, uh, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. So I grew up hearing so much about doubting Thomas and reading this passage and being like, 
I feel like the tone that was given about him was like we were all annoyed that he didn't believe and like frustrated for Jesus that Jesus had to come and Casper the friendly ghost him in their house. Like it was this whole thing. Like he could have just done way better by not doubting. And I just want to like get into this a little bit this morning and reclaim it and think through it in the lens of not that his doubt was a bad thing or not that his doubt was misguided or not that he should have never doubted. But rather this morning, I want to talk about the reality that it was his doubts and his questions that led him to the truth he was looking for. That it was his doubts and it was his questioning that opened him up to the reality of finding the answers. So I don't want to see it as his doubt was good or bad or right or wrong, but rather his doubt was the very thing that led him to his faith. There was not a moment in this story where Thomas was like, oh, all you guys believe? So sure, sign me up. Tell me where to, tell me where to sign. No, he didn't pretend to know or pretend to believe just because everyone else around him did. And that is fundamentally so important for us to know and grasp, especially in a time like this, because there is no glory in pretending you feel something that you do not. There is no honor in pretending to know something just because everyone else knows it. But we've all been here before. I feel like we felt this temptation. I have done this more times than I can count. I (laughs) tell this story all the time of being in middle school and being in middle school with Christian parents. Shout out to my parents who are probably watching this live stream who now have the internet. But when I was in middle school, they weren't messing around with the internet, okay? They didn't want us to have it. And it was like the internet light. Okay. There was no Google. There might, this might have been like the beginning of Ask Jeeves, but like it wasn't really a thing. And middle school is like the most judgmental time of your entire life. So I had to, for survival, it felt like, pretend to know things that I had absolutely no idea at all about. One time there was this one thing that everyone was talking about that I had no idea. Because sometimes people would talk about something in middle school and I didn't know what they were talking about, but I could do my best to pick up context clues and kind of figure out what it meant and be like, oh yeah, I love that show. I watch it all the time. My parents totally have cable when they didn't. We had like four channels, the network channels and limited TV time, which I'm grateful for now. But at the moment I was like, come on, right? So then all my friends started talking about Carson Daly. And that's all I could hear about. Carson Daly this, Carson Daly that, Carson Daly, Carson Daly. Now, if you don't know who Carson Daly is, he was the host of a show on MTV called Total Request Live. And every day he would count down the top music videos of that day. And I'm pretty sure it was always the same music videos. And this is a complete side note, but Carson Daly is still working. He's like the host of The Voice. And every time I watch that show, I'm like, what a job. Like he has two roles on that show. He's either with the families being like, I hope they turn their chairs. Or he's saying, everyone, give it up for Nicole. So Carson Daly hasn't made. That's besides the point. So everyone at school was talking about Carson Daly. And I had no idea, is Carson Daly a band? Is it a person? Are they male? Are they female? Is it a child? 
Is it a new science teacher at our school? Is it a principal? Is it someone's parent? I have no idea. And I just faithfully pretended to know until the next mystery came my way and I had to pretend to know again. This is what I did. Hey everyone, why does Nellie have a Band-Aid under his eye? And then I just pretended to know, like, you don't know? And be like, no, why? And I'm like, I'm not gonna say, cause you say first. And then if you, cause if you know, then I don't know. And that's all I did. I feel like that's all everyone did in middle school. We just pretended to know, oh, Y2K, I, I know what that's all about. I totally know why that's all the computers are gonna shut down in the year 2000. I don't know, name the thing. But I learned very early on that rather than save myself the embarrassment or the trouble or whatever it is of going through having to actually say that I didn't know something or I didn't understand something or I had questions when that didn't fit the mold of the environment that I was in, I found out that that was a bad thing. And so I pretended to know things and we've all been there. We pretended to have feelings because we didn't want to disrupt an environment. Have you ever been kind of bummed but you're at a bachelorette party? So you just pretend like you have no emotions at all because you don't want to ruin the vibe, okay? I've done that more times than I can count. Be like, yes, pass me some rosé. I'm dead inside, right? But it's okay. You got to roll with it because it's a party. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, Sammy's behind the camera <laughs> laughing right now and it's okay. We're fine. Um, I can get through this. It's just, it's just one, you know, it's like I'm talking to all of you, but also just talking to her. But anyways, this is something we learned how to do and we have been reinforced to do. And that is what I love about this story of Thomas, is he's saying, yes, I was one of the 12. Yes, I was with this person. Yes, I believe in the message. Yes, all of these things. Yes, I hear you telling me that I need to feel a certain way about what's going on or I need to believe something. But unless I have that experience, unless I feel it personally, unless I have that encounter, I'm just not going to do it. And what a beautiful stand and example that is for us to follow. What a beautiful example. I feel so sad that I grew up hearing about Doubting Thomas as a person not to be when I'm like, that's exactly who I want to be. I want to be the person that acknowledges my feelings and acknowledges my questions and acknowledges where I'm at no matter what it might disrupt around me. No matter what all the people around me are telling me to believe, I want to be someone that stands in my own truth and that doing that opens me up to finding all of the answers. Because I think when we grow up knowing that we shouldn't doubt or we shouldn't rock the boat or we should know things that we don't even know or we shouldn't feel certain things on certain days or in certain environments, then that just breeds and feeds into this idea that our feelings aren't valid and that they can be just turned off and moved when really they have to be moved through. I had an old mentor tell me all the time, the only way out is through. And this is so true about the way that we feel and experience the world. And even right now, as we are in quarantine, as we are like so bombarded with so many messages of how we're supposed to be taking this time, of how we're supposed to be either sitting with our pain or finding joy or how we're supposed to be afraid or not be afraid or find courage or keep hope or give up or all of these things are bombarding us when the reality is if there are feelings, if there's a state that we want to be or something that we want to embody, the only way to get there is to move through the things that we are actually feeling. 
that maybe our emotions aren't, we are either doubting or we have faith. But maybe it's that moving through our doubts is the only way to get to faith. That it's not about questioning or being certain, but that maybe opening ourselves up to the reality that we have questions is the only way to open ourselves up to the reality of the answers. That maybe if we're in a season we are desperately longing for and searching for and missing joy, that maybe we don't need to avoid our pain, but maybe we should understand that moving through our pain is the very thing that opens us up to experiencing joy. That if we don't feel courageous right now, if we don't feel brave, if we don't know what to do and we feel scared, that we don't need to ignore that fear, but acknowledge that moving through that fear is the only way we get to courage. This is not a season to pretend like we are not feeling things. And this is definitely not a season to pretend or fall into the idea that feelings are either or. That you're either a person who doubts or you're a person who has faith. Either you're a person who sits in their pain or you're a person who chooses joy. You're either a person who's scared or you're a person who's brave. That line is completely bullshit. And I don't even know where it came from. If you want any of those things, if we want to feel anything that we're actually feeling, if you want to move towards hope, you want to move towards courage, you want to move towards joy, you want to move towards faith, you have to go through doubt, fear, pain, anxiety, and acknowledge those feelings and move through those feelings. I love in this passage that Thomas says, unless I see it with my own eyes, unless I put my hands in the wounds, unless I encounter it, I am going to doubt. And just stating that honestly and being completely vulnerable and real in the fact that I think this is bullshit and until I experience it firsthand, you can't tell me nothing. And then what did that open up? That opened up a moment and an opportunity for him to actually encounter Jesus firsthand. So the conversation I want to have with us this morning is simply that. I know as an Enneagram 7, um, and just a generally a person who wants to be happy all the time, <laughs> I really wish that some of these things weren't true. And I can be good sometimes at saying, that feeling, don't like it, stuff it down. But really, that feeling is my ticket to the joy that I so desperately want. That feeling is my ticket to the authenticity of feeling like maybe it sucks, maybe it hurts, maybe it's hard, but at least I'm genuinely and authentically feeling and living embodied in my own reality and in my life right now. Because this is just not a time to ignore our emotions. This is not a time to say, well, everyone else is like, taking up knitting and being happy. So I started knitting and being happy, you know? Regina George did it, so I'm gonna do it. To all I mean girl fans. Um, but rather this is a time to ask yourself, are there feelings that I am pretending are not there? Are there emotions that I am avoiding because they have a negative connotation? Do I have doubts and do I have questions? Have I made an association that if I feel fear, then that means I'm not brave instead of understanding that 
The only way to get here is through the fear. Or maybe I am in a space of joy, but I'm holding it so tenuously because I'm afraid that pain will come. And maybe I need to realize that in moments of joy, soak it up, and in moments of pain, remember that that's only opening yourself up to more of the joy. This is so much both and mixed in. And I know there's so much shame right now happening in the world. It's just a shame party, like shaming people for telling people to be productive, shaming people for telling people to not be productive, shaming you because you shamed someone else, shaming you because you shamed a shamer, shaming you because you haven't shamed anyone is how it feels every time I go on the internet. And all of those messages I feel like are messing with my head sometimes and keeping me from actually experiencing. When at the end of the day, I just want to be honest. I want to be as honest as Thomas because that honesty opened him up to the thing that he really needed. I want to say, unless I put my hands where that wound is, I don't believe any of the hype. Unless I find joy through my pain, then I'm not going to pretend like I'm happy when I'm not. Unless I find courage through my own fear, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not scared. I am going to acknowledge these feelings and move through them and finally acknowledge that it is through asking that I open myself up to the answers. And so I know a lot of us out there are feeling a lot of feelings and don't know where to put them or don't know what to do with them. I have many times sat in therapy and been like, I'm afraid to feel sad because what if when I do, all the happiness is gone forever? Um, and I only laugh because my therapist every time says, has that ever happened before? And I'm like, no, but this could be the time. Um, and it never is. But I know there's a fear in acknowledging we're feeling and going against the grain. But I love that Thomas gives us this perfect example to say, it's not about believing just because everyone else does. What truth do you need to stand in right now that's going to open you up to the reality that you are so desperately longing for? You're not going to find it by pretending. There is no glory in not rocking the boat. There's no honor in pretending to know. There's only truth that can be found when we acknowledge the reality of where we are. And if where we are isn't where we want to be forever, then know that going through that is the only way to move forward, not by ignoring, avoiding, or pretending. So you're going to break back out into the Zoom groups and ask this question. What feelings do you need to acknowledge right now? Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.